0: No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Hello everyone and welcome to Always More TV. I'm Rebecca Keener and we're back in the kitchen today. Thank you for being with me. It's so fun to be able to be in a place where I love to be standing at the sink. I even like to wash dishes and and just be in the kitchen. But the greatest thing of all is to be here with you and to get into the Word of God. So I pray this message is gonna bless you today. We're gonna be talking about the Holy Spirit The uninvited guest, a very unusual message the Lord has put in my heart, but I know that it's for someone out there watching today a prophetic word that I believe is going to bless you in a great way. I was thinking about um, some of you and how we're getting to know one another. We've been on the air since 2018, and some of you have written us and you've encouraged us and you've let us know you're out there and you're listening and what a blessing it is to hear and get letters from people from all over the world. Uh, Some of you have written us and asked for prayer and that's an honor to be able to stand with you and pray and we do pray. Our family prays, I pray over each letter and we save each letter. I got a letter from someone recently and she said, Dear Rebecca, I listened to you on TV today and it was just what I needed. Thank you. And uh, she said, I was raised in the South and your voice sounds like home to me. And then she went on to tell me where she lives and some of her um, uh, challenges that she's having even physically now. And uh, as she is getting older, what a blessing to hear from her. And sometimes. Honestly, I I put this on my little vision board, my bulletin board, just to encourage me when I get down. So thank you so much to all of you who have written in and let us know your story and where God is meeting you through this broadcast. Well, let's have a word of prayer. We'll get right into our lesson on the Holy Spirit, the uninvited guest. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you so much for this wonderful time together in your word we thank you for your word that changes our life and makes it better every day every time we open the book god you are faithful to meet us here and we thank you that your holy spirit is right here with me in my kitchen and right there with our friends as we meet together in fellowship in your name we pray amen amen Well, God kind of put this on my heart a couple weeks ago because I was thinking about, I was somewhat convicted about how sometimes we go through seasons in our life where we might struggle with or battle with rejection or feeling excluded. Have you ever felt rejected or ever felt excluded maybe Uh, in your family or could be with a group of friends, could even be at church. You know, sometimes, unfortunately, we can feel that way at church. And um, I was beginning to think about that and how, you know, sometimes we do go through seasons where we feel like we're the nerd of the bunch or whatever. And, and, you know, maybe we don't fit in or maybe, you know, we, we've uh, extended our usefulness in a particular place and we're no longer needed. So you just kind of feel kind of thrown out on the trash heap or whatever. And And I was just thinking about that and the Lord started speaking to me about how sometimes that's how He feels. That's how the Holy Spirit feels. Sometimes we forget. We forget to invite him in, to invite him into our day, into our life. And he becomes almost like, rather than a treasured host or a treasured person in our life, an uninvited guest. Have you ever had somebody just show up at your house and they just kept staying and you you really didn't invite them, they just showed up? And uh, or maybe maybe you've done that before to somebody else and and just showed up and and there you were. And, um, you, you know, it's, it can be a little challenging to know what to do when you have a situation like that. Well, it's the same, I think, with with God. He, he doesn't want to, the Holy Spirit is such a gentleman. He's so gentle in his nature, which is one of the nine fruit of the spirit, gentleness, that he's not going to just rush in and knock down the doors every day in our life, but he wants to be invited in. And so our scripture today is out of Revelation three and 20. If you want to look at it, it's where Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and I will sup with him and he with me. And so there is that invitation to respond to him and to invite him in. And oftentimes, in reference to the Holy Spirit because we don't know as much I think as we Uh, need to know about Him, or maybe we were raised in a situation where we never heard about the Holy Spirit, or maybe grew up in a church where we didn't hear about the Holy Spirit, we don't know to invite Him. It's like that scripture in Acts 19 and 2 where the disciples said, uh, or Paul, Paul and Apollos visited with some new converts, some new disciples, and they said to them, did you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit when you believed? In other words, when you believed in Jesus, did you go on and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And they said, we have not so much as even heard there is a Holy Spirit. And I like to quote that scripture on this program often and I know I have often. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I think that represents much of the world today, much of the church today. You know, uh, I think we don't invite the Holy Spirit oftentimes into our homes or our personal lives or even a church service or our nation because we don't want to lose control over what is happening. We we know that if you invite the Holy Spirit in you don't know exactly what is going to happen. You have to learn to flow in the Holy Spirit and that's Uh, something that you have to develop in your life as you walk with the Holy Spirit and learning how to allow Him to take you by the hand and to lead you and to guide you in life without having everything all mapped out and planned out according to your goals and according to what you have aspired to do. Amen you never know what God's going to do. And so we must invite him because as Revelation 3.20 says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He is knocking. He is wanting to be a part of our day-to-day life. And uh, the other day I was struggling. I was standing in my closet and couldn't figure out what to wear. Some of you ladies will know what I'm talking about. And you just get a little frustrated. And I think I'd changed clothes maybe four or five times and nothing felt right. And finally, I just stood there and I said, Holy Spirit, what would you like me to wear? And, you know, some of you watching today might say, well, that's just crazy. Who, who's going to, you know, ask God to tell us what to wear? He doesn't care about that. But you know what he does? He cares about the smallest detail of our life. He cares about the biggest detail of our life. He wants to be with us in the pinnacles of life, the the mountaintops, and he wants to be with us in the pits. Amen. The very darkest, ugliest times that we really don't want people to know about. You know, Jesus gave us that invitation. Matthew 11 and 28, he said, Come unto me, come unto me, all that labor and are heavy, heavy laden, and I will give you rest." You can almost see him waving his hands towards you. My little grandson, John Davis, is learning that and he'll do his hands like this when he wants somebody to come to him. He's seven months old. You know what? If only we would learn to do that with the Holy Spirit and say, come to me, Holy Spirit, I invite you. Come on in, take control, take over. This old world would be changed in a moment if we would begin to recognize and to invite the Holy Spirit. So the number one thing, wherever you are watching from today, no matter what your situation is, and we get a good number of letters from uh, people who are in prison and we love hearing from you and hearing your stories and your testimonies. But you know what? The Holy Spirit knows no bounds. He can go beyond every prison wall right into your situation and He can improve your life and He can change it. and he, Even the situations that you feel are the most hopeless, God will meet you there. All we have to do is to ask. We ask. And one of the things that you want to ask for is, and you've heard me talk about this so many times as we close our program, and that is for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ask for that second touch. John the Baptist talked about being baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. And we talked about that on our previous program. So ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ask for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You know, in Joel chapter 2 and Acts chapter 2, uh, it's prophesied that in the last days or the latter days that the Holy Spirit would pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And and that, that outpouring of the Holy Spirit is sure to come. There's nothing that any um, government or antichrist government or uh, communistic government, Marxist government can do to hold that back. Amen. That is a promise to us as believers that we're living in that day where a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit is coming. And it's our time to build the kingdom of God Under that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we have to perceive it and we have to look for it and know that He's coming. The Holy Spirit is coming in a new wave. He's always been here. Jesus said when He left here that He said, it's expedient that I go. Uh, In other words, it's necessary. The word expedient means necessary. It's necessary that I go to heaven to be with my Father so that the Holy Spirit can come and be with you." So the Holy Spirit has been on this earth and and there's mentions of Him even all throughout the Old Testament as well. But there's coming an even, even greater outpouring in these days, these perilous times that we see as we look at the news. There is that outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And then ask for the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And so we want to ask for that outpouring and that empowering, not just on us personally, but on our churches, on our communities, on our neighborhoods. I live in a neighborhood with thousands of people and I don't know how many homes, but many, many homes. I think there were 15 homes when we first moved here and now it's just exploded with houses all around us and people of all different cultures and backgrounds and faiths and and we all live here together and many of our neighbors we know many we do not know but we need to be asking for that outpouring of the holy spirit on our communities on our neighborhoods as i walk sometimes in the morning with my little dog max I'm just praying and asking for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon our community. And that's what the Holy Spirit does is He, he specializes in changing nations one heart at a time. Matthew 7, 7, he, Jesus said, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. So we must employ the discipline of asking some of you watching me today have never asked Jesus into your life. You've never asked or prayed for anything and because maybe you didn't feel like you deserve to receive anything good. You know what? That's a lie of the devil. That's a lie of Satan. God wants you to ask. He tells you. Jesus said, he wanted us to ask, and it will be given us. Now, sometimes it's not exactly like we thought it should be or exactly how God should have answered that prayer. Sometimes it's, it's in a different way that we could ever even imagine or know. But we know this, that all things work together for the good of those in Christ Jesus. Even our sins and our mess-ups, and I've got plenty of them, let me tell you, you know what? God can turn it around and work it for your good. But you just need to ask. There's a God ask. Amen. Luke eleven thirteen 13 says, if you then that are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? That's one of my favorite scriptures. I love that. How much more will He give the Holy Spirit And you know what? When we have the Holy Spirit, we have everything we need. And I don't think I had that revelation until we started doing this program. And I've had um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, walked in the Spirit for many years and um, felt like I knew Him. But the more I study about the Holy Spirit, the more I see That the reason why Jesus said it's expedient for him to go so the Holy Spirit could be here omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. He is everywhere all the time and all powerful is because every single thing we need is in the Holy Ghost. I love it. And the more we get to know Him, the more you crave Him. The more you want Him. The more you ask Him. The more you don't want to try to do anything without Him. Amen. I've been on different television programs before and, and um, been interviewed and that's all great and wonderful, but not one prayer of invitation asking the Holy Spirit to take charge. You know what? These, these programs are bathed in prayer asking the Holy Spirit to come and to speak because in and of myself, I have nothing to offer. Amen. It is all Him working through us, working through you. And that's what brings value to our lives and to others around us is when we ask the Holy Spirit to come in and to, to take over. Jesus even asked in John 14, 16, he said, and I will ask the Father. See, there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Three in one. Three persons in one. Amen. And what Jesus said, I will ask the Father that he will give you another advocate to help you and he will be with you forever. Amen. He will be with you when you're trying to buy groceries, when you're trying to fill up your gas tank, when you're trying to figure out how am I going to send my kids to college, when you're uh, needing um, an answer for your help. He will be with you forever. Not just in and out of our lives when we think about Him or when we feel like we need Him. No, He says, forever. Jeremiah 6 and 16 says, ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. You know, we need to be asking God, what what direction do I need to take? Holy Spirit, will you lead me? Will you guide me? Will you show me? I don't have a clue. I don't know what to do. We had a, a change up with this program this week and we had to pray and we had to ask the Holy Spirit, What do you want us to do? This is not my program. I'm not here to promote myself. This is the Holy Spirit's program to promote Him. Amen. And so we need to ask and invite. James 4 and 2 says, you desire but you don't have so you kill, you covet but you can't get what you want so you quarrel and fight. You don't have because you don't ask. Whoa. That is a good word, isn't it? From James. He's kind of the Proverbs of the New Testament. He'll get in our face and get up in our business and read our mail and he says, you don't have because you don't ask. And I think about all the things that I probably should be asking for and could be asking for. And sometimes I think, well, you know, I don't, that's dreaming a little too big. That's a little too much. You know what? We serve a limitless God and He takes the limits off and He wants to give to us in a big way His Spirit and do great things in building His kingdom here on the earth and that we not limit Him in anything. Don't make Him stand at your door knocking, trying to come in, waiting for you to open the door and and to feel like He is an uninvited guest. Amen. You know, sometimes when we don't invite the Holy Spirit, we are quenching the Holy Spirit. Now, they, that's talked about by Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5:19 and we quench the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to give you a few times that we quench the Holy Spirit. When we don't rely on him totally, completely. When we just don't lean into him and say, "Holy Spirit, I need you for every second of every day. I need your help. Show me what to do. I need to pay this bill. Show me what to do. So we, we grieve the Holy Spirit or we quench Him when we don't rely on Him. We, we quench Him when we speak of Him as an it. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a person who is more real than you or me. And He is the greatest person walking the face of the earth today. Hallelujah! And he can walk right into the White House, he can walk right into a doctor's office, a surgical suite, he knows no bounds, amen. And he is not an it, he is a person. And when we only want his power, but we don't want, or we want success, in our churches, but we don't want His presence and to yield to His presence, that's when we are treating Him as if He was an uninvited guest. We quench Him when we suppress Him or we don't want His gifts. You know, there's so many people who pass right over, and we did a program on all the gifts of the Spirit, all nine gifts of the Spirit, including tongues and the interpretation of tongues and prophecy and some of those that oftentimes get neglected in teaching and being taught in the church. But they're very important gifts. And when we suppress those gifts, any of the gifts, miracles, healing, knowledge, wisdom, we are quenching the Holy Spirit. And so many churches today are just so afraid to release and let go and invite the Holy Spirit come in and take over. If you're a pastor watching me today, I want to just encourage you and bless you in Jesus' name just to ask the Holy Spirit to come in and take over and bring His gifts and let those gifts be demonstrated within the church. And yes, in order, Because holy means order. And so when you ask the Holy Spirit to come in, it doesn't mean that people are going to go wild and jump pews and run around the church with no self-restraint. Amen. But it means that the Holy Ghost can come in to get and penetrate our hearts and transform our lives as only He can do. Uh, We quench the Holy Spirit when we don't allow Him to flow and have full control in our lives and in our churches, in our worship. We quench the Holy Spirit when we despise prophetic utterances. Have you ever been in a church where there was a prophetic utterance or maybe someone exercised a prophetic gift and they spoke a prophetic word to you? That is actually in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 20. We don't want to despise Of course, we weigh it out with the Word of God and confirmations from the Holy Spirit, but we don't despise it because that quenches the Holy Spirit in our life. And we quench the Holy Spirit. We treat Him like an uninvited guest when we suppress Him in worship. You know, David danced before the Lord and Michael, his wife, looked out the window and she despised it. And I try to be very careful with that. I may not understand some of the dancing before the Lord or, um, you know, types of worship. Some people worship the Lord differently than others, but we are never to despise that or suppress it. If God moves on you and you feel tears coming down, don't try to choke back those tears. If you feel the Holy Spirit telling you to lift your hands in church and you stand there with your arms crossed, that's quenching the Holy Spirit. Amen. So get your hands up before Him. The Bible says we lift our hands before the Lord without wrath or doubt. Without wrath or doubt. Amen. And so uh, don't suppress the Holy Spirit and treat Him like He was a, an uninvited guest. Amen. Um, you know, there's a song that I love called Reaching Out, Reaching Out, and it says, one touch is all I need. And when you reach out and you touch someone, your whole life can be changed. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. If you'll just let me, if you'll just let me come in, if you'll just let me have my way in churches, In our nation, in your home, in your marriage, in the marriage bed, in your relationships with your children. He makes everything better. He makes everything improved. He brings a lightness and a joy and a peace to life that only can be found in Him. So I want to encourage you today and I want to ask you, have you been treating the Holy Spirit like He was an uninvited guest? No, he is expedient. The most necessary person for you to turn to is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. If you don't know the Lord today, that's the first step. Just say, Father, I ask you that I will be born again. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart. Give me a new life. Give me a new start. Cleanse me of my sins, I repent, I need washing. I wanna start over, give me a new start, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, it says all of heaven is rejoicing, and now we're family. We are together, brothers and sisters in Christ. Isn't that awesome to think about? And then you just come over here and we can bake a pound cake together or something, I don't know. but. You know what, we may never see one another on earth, but we'll see one another and be together in heaven. That is our eternal security. And then the Holy Spirit is the one who comes and he gives us the power to walk out our Christian life. So just invite him today. Holy Spirit, have your way. Baptize me and give me the strength to live out what God has called me to do. Amen, amen. I'm just excited that we were able to be together today in the kitchen. I pray this message has blessed you in some way. Just let go of all control and say, Holy Spirit, take over. Take control. I can't do it anymore. God doesn't want you to be weary. He wants to empower you with His strength. So God bless you. Thank you for being with us. You can go to our YouTube channel or our website and watch all the programs on the Holy Spirit. We We invite you to do that. And we invite you to share it with people who need to hear about the Holy Spirit. And we love you. We're praying for you. Please write us and let us know you're hearing and you're listening and God is touching you in a great way. We'll see you next time, next week, right here on Always More TV. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded in 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.